What's up, everybody? Troy Cartwright here. Welcome back to another episode of Ten Year Town. I hope everybody's having a very happy holiday season. We saw a bunch of tags come in from Spotify Wrapped, people tagging Ten Year Town um, and me. So thank you guys for spending time with us this year. Man, it was so insane to see. Um, it really meant a lot to me personally, and I know it meant a lot to producer Ben and Mary Lou, our creative director, because we really pour our heart and soul into this thing. And uh, to know that it's resonating is truly, it's just special. And you guys are special, and we're never going to quit this thing. So, thanks. Today's guest is Zach Barnett. Zach is the lead singer of the band American Authors. You have heard Best Day of My Life everywhere. It's on the radio. It's in commercials. It is a massive song. And I think what is so interesting about this episode is understanding all of the different ways that stars align to create a massive moment like best day of my life i think you guys are going to love this episode without further ado here he is zach barnett dude, love oh the, prepped up love the fit dude thanks man now does that does that qualify as a canadian tuxedo yeah for sure okay it's the most i don't think you can get more canadian tuxedo than well this. i didn't know <laughs> I, I didn't know if um I actually don't know what the rules are for Canadian tuxedo, so I don't know if you're supposed to have the. Uh, yeah, the denim. Are you supposed to have? Is it supposed to be denim on denim on denim? Oh, I don't know. That's a triple denim. Triple denim. Triple denim threat, like Justin <laughs> Timberlake with the Britney Spears fit, right? I, that's that's what I always think of. Yeah, but that's that like one. denim hat. That's too much denim. Have you been keeping up with any of this? Um, with her book. Her she life. had no control and she's like getting tricked into signing things back when she's young. And then it just yeah. kept like going and going. And these people just had ultimate control. I think it was just like her parents or whatever it was. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I, I was know. not a child star, so <laughs> me, me I didn't get into that, but I've seen other people. I've met other people who were like child stars and they, yeah, they talk a lot online about different things that they've gone through. That's very similar to that. Yeah. Um, so uh are we are we good? Are we We're live. We're rolling. Cool. Um uh yeah, I I think about that a lot. Like the child the ch child stardom. I don't think I don't that seems like a cruel thing to do. It seems cruel, but when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a child star. Dude, me too. Like I was like, "Please." I met the guy in college. I met the guy that was the voice for the the, the twins on Kim Possible. Oh, really? Uh, he was a really nice guy. That's awesome. Um, but he was like a bartender. At that. Oh. He, I was like, what happened? He's like, my agent died. <laughs> so so it's just fully out of his control? He just didn't have any more work. His agent, I guess, was what like a, a bummer. legend. <laughs> Isn't that insane? <laughs> and then what, you just don't know like how to get another agent? Or you don't I even did. try? Or like maybe this was at a time before like... It's easy to reach out to agents on Instagram or whatever. Dude, I like, don't know. I, I mean, it may oh. like maybe too much time had passed, or I don't know. Vo voice acting again, wow. something I know nothing about. But insane, crazy. yeah, yeah. All I wanted was I just wanted to be in a band or like a big musician in middle school. Then I wanted that in high school. Yeah. And then when I left high school, I tried to convince my high school band to like tour and like let's do, do it thing. professionally. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. And they said no. You know, so it's like, <laughs> isn't that, isn't that funny? Like 
as you go on in this, in this business, like you just, you lose people along the way. Like, like my high school band. Yeah. I love those guys. Yeah. I ran into, I, I did this thing back in Dallas where I'm from and I ran into this drummer from my first band and I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, we like did all this, you know, like we were going to conquer the world at 15 or something. I know, right? You know? And then, and then it's like, uh, now nah, I'm, I work, I'm in an accounting firm now. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm still actually pretty close with my high school band. Okay. I was in Chicago the other night and I had dinner with the keyboard player from my high school band. Incredible. And so, and he's actually a voice actor now. He's like a big, like voice maybe animated it, actor, commercial actor. Maybe he's the guy <laughs> whose agent passed away. <laughs> but, um, but the drummer from my high school band, yeah. he's still a great person. We, I see him when I can, Yeah, but he definitely is like MIA half the time. Okay. Like he like works construction and just like drops off the face of the earth for like months at a time. That sounds nice actually. Yeah, it's cool. And then Doesn't when you it? see him, he's like same dude and he's really cool, but then he'll just like go missing. That's Dang. his life. That's his life. It's cool though. That's very cool. Um, so, uh, as you know, we normally start this thing off with the same question, which is how long you've been in town. I know, you know, it's a little bit of a different for, question. Uh, for you. 24 hours okay. now. It's awesome. <laughs> Feels good to be back. You, so you, li <laughs> you live in, uh, in LA? I live in Los Angeles currently. Okay. Yeah. And where are you from originally? Uh, so I grew up in a town called Minnetonka, Minnesota. Minnetonka. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know if you've seen Purple Rain, but uh, you know, there's the scene where Prince goes to the lake and he says, you must cleanse yourself in the body of Lake Minnetonka <laughs> or the water of Lake Minnetonka. It's that lake. Okay. Right. So wow. uh, in a little house out there, but my parents were divorced. So my dad actually lived in Topanga Canyon in California. Oh, okay. Right. So I would split my time and I would go back and forth a lot. Topanga. Topanga Canyon, man. Man. So yeah, old hippie parents, they got married in Topanga Canyon. Okay. I was born kind of right around there. Yeah. And then when my parents split, my mom moved me to rural Minnesota. Wow. Yeah. It's a bit of a change. It was a, it was a pretty big change. Yeah especially because I grew up going back and forth like five times a year, right? Okay. Because I had to do like the split custody thing. Gotcha. So, uh, but it was cool, man. Minnesota's nice, you know, pretty. Yeah. I, lo I love Minnesota. Very sweet, small town vibes. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota nice. Very cold. It's like, it's so cold. It's like negative 10. Yeah. It's a crazy thing because, you know, like I grew up, whatever, like late 90s, early 2000s was like my big youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And man, I'm telling you, you have mild winters now. Back then, it's no exaggeration when you hear people like, I had to walk uphill both ways colder. to go to school. I had to shovel, like the snow would be this high. Yeah. So when I had to shovel the driveway, you have to do the first top layer. Uh-huh. And then you go do the middle layer. Yeah. And then the bottom layer, because the snow's so heavy. <sighs> now you go back and it's like, I have friends that still live there. And they're like, oh yeah, barely even snowed this year. Wow. Yeah. That seems it's like bad. negative 20 when I was growing up. And now it's like, it hits zero. Yeah. Just like a heat wave for Minnesota. Like, uh, it's like, I can handle that. Yeah. I want, <laughs> I hope, I hope we're going to be okay. I don't know. It all seems very, I don't it seems know. Like you it's know, bad out there all the time and I just don't know what to do. So I just try not to think about it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, I can't disagree with that. I, you know, authors just, we just finished a new album Yeah, and we did write a lot about, Cause so much of our music is like positive, hopeful message. Yeah. 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 And a lot of, a lot of the message on this new album is about like finding the good in today's world. Oh, cool. And it is kind of like, sure you are bombarded. And obviously there's a lot of crazy things happening, right? Like yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. But it is about like, you know, you be in this moment right now and you look outside and 
It's you know, I feel day. really lucky and feel really good to be here on this beautiful day with good people around. And yeah, I think it's, you got to take those moments in and, and be thankful for them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh being present is like, that's like the hardest thing, but that's, where, huge. that's where all the good stuff is. It really is, yeah. man. You know, I just came from having coffee with my bass player. Right. And yeah, we're just kind of going over life and our problems and, and some of his issues that he's currently having with his personal life. And, you know, I just got to try to remind him, like not preach to him, but remind him like, dude, take a step back and like, yeah, look at all the good in your life. It's like, we're here together and we're having fun and we're making music and you live in a cool city and all these things. Yeah. So dude, I love that. Yeah. You gotta try. Yeah. Yeah. At least yeah. try and wake up and <laughs> try have some fun, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, so, all right. So, you know, you're in, you're doing Minnesota, yeah. California. Right. And then I guess at some point, you, you, we talked earlier, you well, had yeah. in high school and then, man, I tried to be a child star. Yeah. So hard. Like what, what kind of stuff? Were, no, were I just did through? like acting theater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of theater. Okay. Bands, battle of the bands. Yeah. You know, Same. pretty like classic stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, classic, yeah. like music kid stuff. Right. And I tried to convince my high school band to like stay together, mm-hmm. uh, but one went to school for acting. So they pursued that. And then the other one did music in Minneapolis. Okay. Um, uh, and at that point, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I like, I was so on the path to wanting to do like, dude, I'm doing band stuff. I knew like freshman year in high school. So by sophomore year, I dropped out of all normal classes. No way. I took like the bare minimum to graduate. Yeah. And my mom was totally cool. She's like, yeah, you're not going to be a scientist or a doctor. So like, cool, you go Brother, for it. I begged, <laughs> I begged my parents to let me like switch school. I was like, right. I just want to play music. Let me go. There was like a, like a, it wasn't like a homeschool. It was like, you could just go in and like do the packets. Yeah. And like, and I was like, let me do that. Right. They never let me. Now, you know, <laughs> so I'm jealous. It was, <laughs> I don't know. Like now looking back on it, it's like, that's a ballsy move. Yeah. Like, wow. All right. But they're cool. You know, they're like old hippies. And my dad taught me how to play guitar. Like he built me my first guitar and like, yeah. He was professionally a puppeteer and a magician. So, you know, That's they're like, awesome. they're kind of living that life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my mom, she was a teacher too. Okay. And she's like, yeah, you're not going to be a doctor <laughs> or anything. You're not an engineer anytime soon. So she's like, cool. You can take bare minimum yeah. uh, science, math. Uh, I think those are the big ones. Yeah. By the end of my high school career, which was public school, mm-hmm. but I like finagled a way to just take choir history and English. Awesome. And that was like two and a half hours of a school day. Yeah. And then I would intern at a recording studio for like the back half of the day. Awesome. So it was like an intern program. Yeah. Whatever. But um yeah, so I didn't plan very well. So I just applied to Berkeley College of Music. That was like, well how did you my high school band doesn't want to do this, so I gotta do something. How did you know about because I I also went to Berkeley. Cool. Yeah, fellow jazz cat. Nice, nice. Uh, and I grew up in Dallas, and like I don't remember how I found out about. I feel like I got a mailer one day, and I was like, "Well, I want to go to music college." And then yeah. I looked it up. I was like, "John Mayer went here." It's like that's cool. I was like, oh, "Sign Ooh. me up, dude." Ooh, yeah. yeah, Steve Vai. Yeah, yeah. Petrucci, I love you. <laughs> dream theater in the basement. Yeah, so much dream theater. I know me. it's awesome, man. That's yeah. Yeah, it. <laughs> um. I don't know. I went to a, it was a good high school. Okay. Like Minnesota's cool. Like it really is like, you know, good public schools. That's why my mom moved me there. We didn't have any family in Minnesota or anything. Oh really? Like she was just like, 
There's Seems good nice. public schools and there were a lot of job openings in the nineties or whatever. I guess yeah. it was like cool economy in the nineties. So uh, sounds right. I don't but know. we, but I went to a nice uh, public high school, Minnetonka high school. And so it was just like a lot of like internship programs, a lot of arts and college fairs and whatever. And okay. I don't honestly, I don't even know how I found out about Berkeley. It was just like known. Yeah. Right. It was like known in the music community. Yeah. Or whatever. Well, you, you seemed like you were in the, in, I was in you it. were doing studio stuff. It, yeah, like, I was I, in it. I was like, I was like, uh, I was just bet looking around for, like, I didn't know anything, you yeah. know, I like, I was raised like, like, uh, like just like in a, went to like a Christian high school. Sure. It was like always in, at my church, you know, doing yeah, that I thing. Mean, so it was like, I just didn't know a lot of people outside of my little bubble. You yeah. Know? And I mean, obviously I didn't know much either. I dropped yeah. out of all classes yeah. <laughs> halfway through high school, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe a pamphlet or like a college fair. Yeah. Probably something really standard. Did you, did you go up? Did they, did you audition like, cause they were doing like tours. Did you audition that way? Or did you go to Boston and audition? Or I went it? to Boston. Okay. I like sent, I think I had to like do the application. You have to like yeah. send videos and CDs and then the audition and whatever. And I got in for, cause like I was saying, I really did want my high school band to like work. Yeah. Like I was ready. Yeah. So I applied super late. So I got accepted for spring semester. Okay which was fine because it allowed me to like take time off, work, yeah. save up to be able to like pay for the apartment and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool. I really didn't apply anywhere else. And fortunately I got in, Yeah. you know, I guess like what you're talking about, like, especially at the time too, this was really right before social media. Like he had a little yeah. MySpace, but yeah, you know, and growing up in like a town like Minnetonka, everyone goes to college. Right. So I was like, okay, cool. I guess you go to college. Yeah. That's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. But I went to meet a band, you know? Yeah. And by my sophomore year. You found one. I met American authors. Wow. Yeah. Same dudes. Pretty sick. Yeah. Pretty wild. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was really cool. We met each other and started gigging. Um, and know. what were y'all doing? Like, uh, like, oh, I'm thinking back Did you play like uh, did you do like, was all Asia happening? All Asia, a lot. Yeah. Calf shows. Calf shows. A lot. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Middle East upstairs. Yep. Yeah. We were nowhere near cool enough to do the downstairs. Yeah. Of Middle East. Um, yeah. I had yeah, a friend's awesome. band my senior year play the downstairs. I was like, these guys are doing That's that. huge. Yeah. If you were playing the downstairs, they were, whoa. Yeah. You're like big time. They were big time, dude. It was cool. But yeah, yeah. so I met. My band, obviously, like I went through some people and different little things my freshman year, but yeah. yeah, once I met these guys, we just that was it. All seemed to click and at least just share the same passion to do it. So it was you know like pay for demos, write and record together, yeah. get a fifteen passenger van, tour around New England, and yeah, just had the commitment together, which was really special. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'll always tell people to be open to really just collaborating with anyone yeah. in a bunch of different ways. But for this specific example with the band, I think we were a band before we were really close friends. Okay. And so you, you don't want to like judge a person on maybe what they wear or what they're into or what they listen to or where they come from or whatever it is, because we all came from different parts of the country, such different parts, yeah. such different backgrounds. You know, it's like one of us was super into like emo music. The other one was into like hardcore. He's also from Texas and okay. he's like really like Texas new metal hardcore, but it's like, 
we formed this band to write pop rock and it yeah. just kind of like meshed together and became this really cool thing that I think the glue was our dedication and determination to make it. Yeah. But that's, that's like, it was so important. It's so undervalued. It is. And it is like usually the most important part. Like yeah. any, like anyone that I'm, that I'm working with now, like if I'm helping them write songs or helping develop their artistry, like it's like, if you see that someone's working yeah. hard, you're like, I will invest my time in this. Cause I know like, that's actually the most important. hundred <laughs> percent. You and know. when you say it like that, yeah. it's like a duh statement. It's like, you but know, you don't think about it work. that way. No. And especially at Berkeley, you really don't. so many of these cats are so talented, you know, and it's yeah, like crazy. overwhelming. And yeah, then you really don't, you is. don't realize, cause like, that was my thing. I was like, man, I'm not as good as these people oh, for sure. at all. But if I want like, but I think I, maybe I want it more. You know, and maybe that's enough. Yeah. Or you, know? you just shine in a certain way or you yeah. perfect whatever it is that you do. Exactly. Or or sometimes understanding is so important. Yeah. Like for me, I understand my role. Mm. I am not the best singer. I'm not the best guitar player. Really not the best guitar player. But it's like, I understand. I play rhythm guitar. I sing these kinds of songs. I yeah. do this. I write this way or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like, push that. Yeah. You know, it's like, it was crazy. We were out last night at Jane's Hideaway. Okay. And just incredible band playing. Yeah. Like it blew my mind. Yeah. And like, you know, it was like a friend of ours was playing and they're like, do you want to come up and play a song? I'm like, no, I, I can play a C chord daily. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes on a good day, I can play an F chord. That's a hard <laughs> one for guitar, right? Like, yeah. it's like, like that's, I understand that, right? Yeah, like I yeah, could yeah. joke about that and fully accept that. Yeah. And I think that at least for me, that's where I can excel. And I recognize that early. Yeah. That it's like, cool. Here's my lane. Let's do it. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I love it. And so, so y'all, y'all are doing, y'all are like, yeah, doing the New England sh shows, playing around. Yeah. It's important to, yeah. we had a strategy. Okay. And I, I like this strategy. I Let's hear it. What we would do is we would reach out to the slightly bigger bands on MySpace. Okay. The ones not like Fallout Boy, uh -huh. but like the other local bands who were selling out the Middle East downstairs. Okay. Right? They were doing like the few hundred cap venues on the regular. Yeah. And maybe they were like one of seven on the Fallout Boy tour, whatever it was back then. Sure. And we would reach out to them and say, hey, we'll book us a tour or we'll book shows for us and you guys can headline and you can keep all the money wow. and just let us open. Yeah. And that's how we would start getting like bigger shows, bigger tours, whatever it and was. People, people would buy it on that? Totally. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And it got to a point where then we were working with like a friend, like yeah. a friendager. Yeah, man, yeah, sure. We can call him a manager. Yeah. But, and then he helped us do that and actually book full tours and he would reach out to the bands and say, we will book you with a whole tour and you can keep essentially all the money. Yeah. And we get to open. And so y'all would just take that bill then and just go shop it to venues and route the whole thing. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's and that's how we work, would, you know, it was. Yeah. Cause yeah, at the same time, you know, you're still writing and recording and paying for everything yourselves and yeah. printing and designing your own merch to then, cause that's the only way we would make any money on the tour. Right. Cause we wouldn't take a guarantee. Yeah. But it would get us in front of way more people. That's awesome. Rather than just like us trying to, do like headline shows all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And yeah, that was really it. And by that point, it's like I was full in, right? Yeah. Because I went to Berkeley to meet a band. That's all I cared about. Right. So I dropped out. Um, the rest of the dudes dropped out shortly after. Okay. So how, how long were you there? I was only there. I mean, I was in Boston for like five years. Okay. But I only did like three semesters in college. Gotcha. So it wasn't like super long. I went yeah. to Bunker Hill Community College for a while. Okay. Yeah. I found like this loophole, which was really cool because I had to pay for it all myself. Right. And I was like, yeah. dude, I don't want to be in this debt. Like this is crazy. Yeah. It's really expensive. So what I did, I somehow got Berkeley to let me go part time. Okay. So I would do like a few music classes only at Berkeley. Yeah. And then at the same time, I would do a few of my gen eds at Bunker Hill Community College, the community college in Boston. Yeah. And so I would pay like $100 a credit for all my gen eds at the community college. And then I would do all my music classes at Berkeley. Yeah. And so it would kind of be like, you know, I have almost like two years under my belt, but I only did like three semesters at Berkeley. Gotcha. Right. So. That's awesome. I love yeah. It. it helped in the long run. Like it kept everything down. And then I didn't yeah. have to pay like a crazy amount for like, art history at Berkeley College of Music yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, I dropped out. They dropped out. Um, these these guys that we were working with, Jared Kaner, who was like our friend of manager at the okay. time, and then his buddy, Christian Metis, who was kind of like our go-to producer. Yeah. He was another just Berkeley dude. Okay. You know, nothing crazy. But they moved to New York City. Okay. We had already dropped out. We were going to New York a lot yeah. to work, right, whatever. And we were taking the Fenghua bus back and forth. You oh, remember yeah. that? Of course, dude. The Chinatown bus from New York yeah. to Boston. Oh, uh, dude, back I took and it forth. all the time. One time I was sitting next to a live chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I always heard like the chicken, um, the rumors of a chicken. I never saw a chicken. Oh, no, no. There was a chicken on there. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I did. Uh, and then, Man, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's like they, 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 they came down hard on the Fenghua, like, yeah. like right as I was my time was wrapping up there. They were like, this is so unsafe. Oh yeah. And it like picks you up on a street corner in yes. Chinatown. And the corner's like always a little different. It's never like the same place. Yep. And I loved it. Yeah. Same. We would do it, man. All the ev time. Every weekend to a point. And that's why I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like we got to move. Yeah. So. So you moved. We moved and we got a little apartment in Bushwick before Bushwick was cool. Yeah. You know, our drummer got mugged outside of our apartment at knife point, like the whole thing, right? Like yeah. real, I lived in a closet, Yeah, like glorified closet. Sure. But like our drummer lived in the living room. The whole thing, man, curtains yeah. for your doors, no doors anywhere. Yeah. My rent was $300 Dude, in Brooklyn. Living, Can you believe the, that? Living the dream, man. Back in my day, <laughs> I paid $300 to live in New York City. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. You know what I mean though? But it was really fun. Yeah. I loved Dude, it. That sounds so fun. It was great. I had like yeah. a bartending job in the East Village. Yeah. You're doing we, it, man. Dude, we did it. It was fun though. And like going out every night, we had a lot of friends yeah. that were in the industry, right? And they would always bring us, because we were broke, obviously. I was paying $300 a month, right. working a few nights a week at this restaurant. And so they would, our friends that would like, whatever, they were like junior A&Rs at the time for like Universal and Island and whatever. Okay. Gotcha. But they would always hit us up. They knew we were broke and they'd be like, hey, we got like this industry event tonight or that industry event. We were yeah. definitely the people like, you know, sneaking in on the list that really shouldn't be there, but just there for the open bar and yeah. like to meet people in the scene and network. And awesome. it was awesome though, man. Yeah. Because I still have those friends and 
it's funny because one of those people who was like, a, I don't even remember what she did at the time for Island, but essentially she ended up helping us get signed to Island later on in life. Okay. You know? Yeah. How, how did that, like, you know, everybody's story is different and I don't know, like I know the country space a lot better than I know. For sure. You know, so like, how did it, how did you guys go from being, you know, living four, four to a unit and an apartment in Brooklyn to yeah. like being signed and we lived in that, that. <laughs> we lived in that apartment for a long time. I bet, I bet it's, we it's are, cheap. We man. are frugal yeah. people. Yeah. Like, so we stayed there even after we were signed, we stayed in this apartment for a long time. Yeah. Like when I finally upgraded, I moved in with my girlfriend at the time. Okay. And that was a big deal because her apartment was, a, she lived alone in a one bedroom. Yeah. And that was 1400 bucks a month. So we had to split that each paying 700 bucks. A lot of dough. That was a lot of dough. Yeah. And then I lived there for a long time too. Like, <laughs> and still 700 bucks a month. I had like platinum records by this point and I was still in the 700, I was still paying $700 a month. That's and awesome. I look back on it too. And like, I'd be like, nope, I'm not covering the 1400 a month. That's too much. You got to split this with me. Yeah. Needless to say, that relationship did not work out, gotcha. but <laughs> no, you know, um, the networking was big. Yeah. The going out was huge. Like yeah. being there, we would spend our mornings in the coffee shop, messaging blogs, social media, yeah, Facebook groups. That was getting, that was really big at the time. Okay. We would do like cover contests, anything we could. We would play out. Obviously we'd play like Bowery Electric and like Mercury Lounge and yeah. do all that. Angels and Kings was like the Pete Wentz bar at the time that was in East Village. Okay. And we like lived there. Gotcha. That was like our scene. And yeah. we would go there every night. We would network with like all the crush management people and all that. And like, yeah. we never ended up really like fully working with them, but they were all, they were always really helpful for us Yeah, because we now knew them and they liked us. Maybe they didn't like our band, but they liked us enough as people yeah. to like give us advice and help us out. And a mixture of that. And then dude, going back to one of those tours that we booked ourselves, mm -hmm. we booked one, like I said, like opening for this band down with Webster. Okay who was on Motown at the time, again, gave them the full guarantee. We booked the tour just as long as we could open. Yeah. Their A&R was a dude named Shep Goodman at Motown. Okay. Then later on, years later, after that tour, we're now in New York, Motown folds, and the A&R, Shep, goes on to become uh, just writer-producer again. He had done that for a long time, went to Motown, now he's gone from Motown, folded, and now he's back as writer-producer. And he hits us up because he remembered us from the Down With Webster tour that we booked. Okay. And he's like, hey, I always liked you guys. Do you want to come up and start writing together? Yeah. Started writing together. Uh, he signed us into a production deal. Okay. And wrote and wrote and wrote until one day we wrote Believer. Yeah. And then shortly after, we wrote Best Day of My Life. Wow. Yeah. Pretty and good, it, pretty good investment for It was a great investment for, for him. It was funny too, because I mean, I'll be straight up about it too. When we showed our lawyer today has been our lawyer since college. Yeah. He went to New England School of Law. Okay. And so we met him there. So we've been together for a long time. Yeah. And at the time he looked over that contract and it, 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 truthfully, the production deal contract was not terrible. Yeah. In hindsight, because I've heard some other ones that are bad. Right. And this one really wasn't that bad, but our lawyer said, he's like, this is a terrible deal. Right. <laughs> He's like, this is not good for you. Oh, wow. But at the time we're like, we have nothing else going on. This yeah. dude is like, 
you know, he's done a lot of really big stuff. Yeah. He's got a big name and it could help us. And yeah, not only did it end, it, it obviously helped us a lot signing that. Yeah. Um, but it took a lot of time. It was not overnight. Yeah. We had how, to write and write and try new things. And how long, like, it was crazy. Like, how many songs do you think you wrote? Like, how long were y'all working together before you got onto some of like these? With Shep. Yeah. And his partner, Aaron. Shout yeah. out, Aaron, too. But with, with Shep and Aaron, a few years. Maybe okay. a couple years. I mean, that's a long time to for them to be yeah, and just it, sort of pouring into. And it got to the point, too, where we were not doing, I think everyone was losing hope. Really? Because it, it, it started as like, I would go up, we would go up to write, because they lived in Westchester. Mm-hmm. We would take the train up maybe once a week. Yeah. Then it turned into once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And now, and we released some songs. And would you just put them out like on, yeah, on just, MySpace and yeah, just, wherever? completely DIY band camp and all that stuff. And like, we would make little music videos, but all DIY and nothing was really like catching on and people weren't really excited about it. Yeah. And so that writing every week or two weeks turned into like writing once a month Then it turned into writing every other month. Yeah. And I don't know, man, we wanted to be Coldplay so bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that was our dream. Like, like I just want to write the scientist and fix you all day long. Mm Mm-hmm. But when we would go up, our producer, Chef, would be like, man, these songs are so sad. These yeah. are so slow and sad. Mm. And one day, now we're at the point years later, right? And we're only meeting like once a month. Yeah. And just one of those days, he's like, can't you just write something happy for once? And like, to spite him, I picked up the guitar. And I'm like, all right, Chef, you want to hear a happy song? Here you go. And I play the riff for Believer. Wow. I just go, and he goes, oh, that's cool. You should like sing that. And I'm like, okay, I'm just believer that things going to get better. He's like, did you say I'm a believer? And I'm like, uh, and he's like, that's cool. We should keep that. And then from there, it like developed into what American authors sound is today. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It was cool, man. That's like, it's like a movie, me. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> I always tell people, it's like, I think you got to be open with things. Yeah. I have a lot of friends in there they want to be like Bonnie Vare or something so bad, mm-hmm. which is cool. And yeah. I really hope you can be that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> and if I would have been stubborn and just said, no, I'm going to write cold place, fix you forever. Yeah. You know, there's a good chance I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah. And I think us as American authors, we're always open-minded. Yeah. We are always down to change our style. We were always down to collaborate with anyone. We were always down to work and, listen to new kinds of music and try new kinds of things. And yeah. So that's what it was. So, all right. Walk me through like what happens. Cause I'm like fascinated by how this all, all works, you know? Yeah. So like you write these two songs. Right. So, and so believer came first. Okay. And again, Shep, super connected dude, still yeah. connected at the time. Right. This was before super heavy social media. So you really needed that person. Like, you really had to know somebody. Have to know. Yeah. And that's why I think like the networking still plays out so well. Yeah. Shep knew someone. He knew one of the main DJs over at Alt Nation, sent Believer to Alt Nation. Immediately they're like, yeah, we want to start spinning this. You have to finish it. We didn't even have it finished. Oh, we didn't even wow. have a bridge. It was just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to play this next week. 
So you better like finish it and send it to us. Wow. So it's great. Yeah. And then I guess maybe like Shep or Alt Nation recommended, we're going to get a lot of ears on this. So you should release it on iTunes. Okay. And then maybe it was Shep's idea to be like, we need a B-side mm. for Believer. Yeah. We should put out two songs. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. We didn't have any other songs. Yeah. Like nothing that was in the same in genre. The, yeah. In the same vein. So again, he's like, what else you guys got? Play a bunch of songs. And he's like, these are so slow and sad. Right. Yeah. And I was hanging out with a dude, still a friend, uh, Patch Culbertson. He works over at Big Loud now. Yeah, yeah. He, he was at Republic at the time. Okay. And he had called me and he's like, dude, I just signed this new band. It's country, but it's different. They're called Florida Georgia Line. Wow. And this was before Cruise. It was really, really, really small, like the yeah. very first EP. And he's like, dude, you got to check this out. I know you're not like a big country dude, but like, I think you'll like it. It's kind of different. Yeah. And like, I listened to it and I was like blown away. Yeah. I loved it. And I know like maybe in like the country community or the Nashville scene, like maybe that's cheesy, dude, but I don't even care. I was blown away. Right. Dude. Anybody, anybody <laughs> that doesn't like FGL is like, they're insane. They have so many bangers. Dude. I agree. I'm a, yeah. like, I'm a huge fan. And my yeah. friends, like they tease me for this because they know like, dude, I drink Bud Light, Fireball, and I love Florida Georgia Line. Like dude. I just truly do. That's just what I like. So I fine. It. I don't care. Yeah. Judge me all day long. Yeah. But so Patch turned me on to Florida Georgia Line, right? I went home. I was like obsessed with it. Yeah. And so now I'm trying to write these like Florida Georgia Line sounding things. Wow. Not for authors or whatever. Authors is still slow Coldplay. Yeah. With a, with a believer sitting somewhere over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just kind of like messing around with this. Yeah. And right, we're in the studio. It's like, oh, it's all slow and sad. Do you have anything else? I'm like, well, okay, check this out. It's a little different. Yeah. And I play him one of these FGL ripoffs that I have. <laughs> and the pre-chorus of my FGL ripoff yeah. went, and I said, who, who? Everybody gonna be the man and yeah. my life, whatever. Yeah. Played the whole song. That was the pre-chorus. He goes, that pre-chorus was really cool. Yeah. What if we like shorten the front, do the back, sing that again? And the second time I sang it, I'm like, ooh, everybody know the best day of my life. And again, he goes, did you say best day of my life? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, that's sick. Sing that again. And then, no you know. We rewrote it and rewrote it and yeah, rewrote course, it a bunch. But right? Like the bridge of Best Day was the verses okay. initially. Yeah. And then obviously changed that. Yeah. And like so it took a while to complete it. Yeah. But wow. then we had Best Day. And so that became the B side for Believer. Okay. As Believer went up on Alt Nation. Yeah. Same time frame. Shep sends out Best Day to some like sink houses, whatever. Yeah. I think Secret Road was the first one. Okay. Lynn over there, and she liked it. Pitched it for a Lowe's campaign. Yeah. And I got it, and it was massive. Wow. And then it obviously snowballed. And are you guys still? We're just nothing. You're, but you, so you're independent at this point. We're fully independent. Wow. In our three hundred dollar a month Bushwick. <laughs> Yeah, with a Lowe's, with a Lowe's commercial. Well, we got like Lowe's one day, and then yeah. we got like Hyundai the next week. Oh my god! And then it's like a week later, NFL. I don't know. It was just like yeah, it was crazy. crazy. It snowballed so fast in the sync world. Yeah, and 
Yeah, it, this was like maybe November-ish. Okay. So what, now- What like, year is this like? Now it's, tw okay, so it's 2012. Okay. If you look up these songs, it technically says that they came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. But they started in 2012, like the first, the A and B side. Gotcha. So now it's like charting on Alt Nation with Believer. Yeah. The sinks are coming in. But Best Day was like, we're playing it like fifth in our set. Yeah. It's like a nothing song, mm. right? It's getting commercials, which is cool, but yeah. live it's nothing. Yeah. But we're playing shows. We get a little tour independent. It's holidays and Shep's like, I had this trip to Hawaii planned. I was mm -hmm. like so stoked. I like blew all my money on this trip to Hawaii. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Dude, I like, <laughs> dude, I got sued for downloading the Hurt Locker. <laughs> it's like a whole crazy thing, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's a good story though. Okay. Tell me. I like illegally torrented the Hurt Locker back in college. Then years yeah. later in New York, I got a, I got sued for it. Yeah. It was a big thing. I looked into it. My lawyer said like, I hit up a bunch of lawyers yeah. and they're like, you should just settle. <clears throat> so I got him to settle for like two grand. <laughs> But again, I'm living in a $300 room in Brooklyn, so I got no money. I, but I'm frugal, so I saved. I had $2,000 in savings. Yeah. And I was working at this restaurant in East Village with a guy who's like really into like rich dad, poor dad books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, dude, what you should do is open the best credit card, put the whole settlement on a credit card, pay it off, then use the points and go on a trip. And I'm like, what? You can do that? <laughs> so I did it, right? And yeah. I had $2,000. I paid the credit card off with my $2,000 in savings. Yeah. I had my credit card points from opening this high interest credit card. And I spent them all on a trip to Hawaii. Incredible. Right? I'm like, this is it. And then when I get back from Hawaii, I'm going to figure out my life. Yeah. Before my trip, all this stuff starts happening <laughs> with music, right? Yeah, Within yeah. this little month. Yeah. And Shep goes, hey, man, after the holidays, I know this is a bummer, but you're going to have to cancel that Hawaii trip because we're going to be taking meetings with labels. Yeah. So I never got to go to Hawaii on that card. Brutal. Lost my points. No way. It's okay though. Authors have done Kinda plenty. We've done plenty of shows in Hawaii now yeah. and I've gotten to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I but didn't yeah. know anyone actually could get, I didn't know anyone actually ever got sued for real, but apparently. Yo, straight up. My yeah. buddy's still torrents and stuff. Yeah. And like last week he's like, oh, they cut my internet off. Or they like, he's like, yeah, I was downloading stuff. They caught me. They sent me a letter. I don't think they cut it off, but they just dropped the speed. Wow. Yeah. So it's still happening. Yeah. So. You got to watch out. You do. Yeah. But so yeah, November, it's kind of going. December, everyone, obviously it's like gone for the holidays. Be back in three months. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Music industry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. happening. It's, I saw it's, that meme it's the other day. right now. I saw the meme. Yeah. It's starting to look like. <laughs> Let's circle back after the holidays. I know. It's so frustrating. <laughs> I know. But I will say that was the best holiday experience for like circle back. Yeah. Because we knew. It was just growing. Sick. Like come January, we're going to be like in these meetings. So now <clears> we just get to kick it for like yeah. a, a month or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. So yeah. What happens and next? In January. Yeah. We signed with Island. We and had our friend that we would go out and from networking in New York. Yeah. She's still a very good friend to this day. Yeah. Her name's Jasmine. She's awesome. And yeah, just through that, we went into Island, loved yeah. the vibe, David Massey, rad dude. Awesome. Steve Yeagowell and signed on. It was great. Wow. Did you have like a lot of, did you take a bunch of meetings? Yeah, we took a like, bunch of meetings. But it was just kind of like a vibes thing. And I'm sure the, the, deal, the deal was, was great. And It was chill. Yeah, it know? was good. It was fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I think it was a good medium thing. Yeah. A good deal. Yeah. Not crazy. Yeah, but good. Well, great. Good is 
good is good. And it was a great team and they helped us a lot. And yeah. Yeah, that was kind of it. I have no, it's, I think my bass player would maybe have other things to say. But sure. for me, I have nothing bad to say about Island Records. Yeah. Or the major label system. Yeah. They never cared what we did. Yeah. They let us do whatever we want. Awesome. Whatever tours, music videos, collabs, feature, whatever. It was all good. It was great. And then even when we were, when we did not want to be with Island anymore. Yeah. Which was just like 2020. Yeah. You know, we went to them. We're like, hey, it's a different team now. It's kind of a different thing. Yeah. What if we just do like one more EP together and call it? Yeah. And like, sounds good. Amazing. Yeah. So Dude. it was fun. I'm really thankful for that experience. Cause like, well, and, and talk to me a little bit about like, you know, like it's such a big song. Yeah, um, it is. And it's, it's everywhere. It's yeah. still everywhere. It is. It's cool. Yeah. It's fun. There's a new commercial. Yeah. It's like a Toyota commercial. Dude, I, I, ju- I, have you like, seen it? You, when we started talking, yeah. I, it, I, it was like the weirdest thing, dude. I was sitting on my couch. I think I was watching football or yeah. something. And like, I'm talking to you and then it comes on my TV. I'm like, this is wild. <laughs> right. So random. That's a sign. Yeah. It was, I love that It was stuff. a sign. Yeah. It was cool. So I hadn't even heard of that commercial. Yeah. And I started getting texts. Wow. This is the new one, right? The new Toyota yeah, commercial. Yeah, yeah. Right? And my friend's like, oh my gosh. This new Toyota commercial like is amazing. It. They're it's singing so it in funny. the commercial, yeah. It's so funny, and I like it. Like, I'm all about it, but yeah. it's funny because the commercial is like, the family picks up their high school kid, and the whole family's there with the grandma and everything, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. singing Best Day of My Life, and like it even like shows the album art on like the car play, mm-hmm. and the daughter like rolls her eyes and puts her headphones on to not hear the song, and they crank it, and like the grandma's like, this is gonna be the best <laughs> day of my life. And the daughter just kind of like, oh, grandma. And it's like, oh, my God. Are we now the band that the family loves and the high school daughter (laughs) hates? (laughs) But I don't think that's it. (laughs) No, no. When I first saw it, though, my heart was like, (gasps) but now I'm like, that's cool, man. I think it's fun. Yeah, dude. I don't care. It's wholesome. It's It's wholesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, big record. Yeah. So like, how did that, how did that change your life? Like, I, I think- People are always, you know. I mean, it got me out of we're got all me out of a seven hundred dollar apartment. Uh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, and I bought did my it, mom a house. Did it? Did it like change your like all these? Did you all have, like crazy touring opportunities? And yeah. like, how did how, did that change very quickly, or was it sort of still gradual? It was gradual. Okay. Because again, best day was not an overnight hit. Okay. And we got signed in January and we pushed Believer for like six months, maybe. Okay. Like that was like going alternative radio. Like, I don't know, like it was doing okay. Yeah. And Believer was, or I'm sorry, Best Day was not killing it in the set. Okay. Because it was just this commercial song. Yeah. But where the pivot came. So we were doing like indie tours and like smaller club dates and building, building, building. And then what we saw was the iTunes sales was crazy different. Believer Mm. was fine. Mm -hmm. Best day was like, okay, this was sales times, right? You're paying a dollar per song. Yeah. 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 And we're selling like 10,000 best days a week or something. Yeah. Like it was a lot. And like believers, whatever, not that. Right. And that's when like everyone was kind of like, okay, we got to switch. Let's just abandon this one. Yeah. And we got to go best. Because it was clearly reacting. It was clearly reacting. Yeah. And that's when like 
went with that, went to radio. It still took a while to build, but did the hot AC thing. Yeah. Got it to number one. Then, you know, was opening for One Republic then and started doing like the bigger tours and stuff. And yeah. Our big like headline tour. Did that, did that song move in the set at that point? It was great. Yeah. Then it was last. Yeah. Now we're closing with it. Yeah. Everyone's singing it. Yeah. All good. Awesome. So, but it was gradual. Yeah. It was not like as insane as I'm sure like a lot of people, especially today where they like wake up one morning, right? Or like you hear these stories where like Noah Khan's like, I don't know, I just woke up and now like stick seasons being used in every human's TikTok. Yeah. yeah or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, it's like, it it's was not a different that. time now. Super different. Yeah. And I, and I am appreciative that it, it was gradual because it allowed us, to, we did a lot of van touring. Yeah. And to be truthful, we'll still tour in a van. Yeah. Like, it's like, we like that and it's fun. And it's a different vibe, dude. It's super good. Different. It's good in the van. I have friends that have never done van tours. Really? Right. Like their career takes off and they just go straight to a bus. Yeah. And like, I am so jealous of you. <laughs> I hold no resentment. Yeah. I want that. Like, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. But we did a ton of van tours. Yeah. So I think it was, it was nice and it was humbling and it allowed us to like stay in the crappy apartments for a lot, for longer. Yeah. And it taught us how to save money. And yeah. And take care, you know, uh, yeah. Like take just care of your friends, take care of your, and, take care and, of your family, take care of your wallet. Just all of that. And then get the freedom. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sure now it's like, you know, like we all have this joy of making music. We oh, never yeah. know what the song that's going to be the one that is going to like right. take over hundred percent and make, you know, you're going to get one song that's going to make some insane percentage of the money you're going to make in your life. Yeah. And you don't get to, you don't always know. No, you really and, don't. And then when it happens, you got to be, I mean, that's what everyone always preaches to me. It's like, just, you know, have your, have your money in order. So, cause when it happens, you want to be able to sock it away and you really do. And then, you know, you really do. Yeah. I, you know, I did like some zoom music panels yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. And like, it would be like me and four other people or whatever. And a lot of those people like good for them. They had like awesome stuff. They're like, Oh, well in the pandemic I shifted to film scoring and now I've scored the biggest new animated series on Disney. And it's like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I didn't, <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't have a job essentially for two years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. Like, I love it. <laughs> You're just chilling. I just kicked it, dude. I did not learn a foreign language. I did not get better at guitar. I did not learn a new skill. Yeah. You were good. I'm the person who looks back at the pandemic now. I was like, wow. Remember all those times I said I would learn French if I just had more time. I had the time. I didn't learn French. Yeah. <laughs> I also didn't have a job. But what I would tell people during these like panels is like, Save your money. Yeah. Be smart. Then you don't have save, to learn French. Be frugal <laughs> because you don't know. And and I will give major props to Shep. Yeah. He taught me this. Really? He's like, this stuff really comes in waves. Yeah. He's like, for me, it came in waves. I was on top. I had a band. Then we got dropped. And then I was a songwriter. And then boy band music went out of style. Yeah. And then I worked at Motown and then Motown folded. And then I'm like building back up and now I have you guys. And in 10 years from now, who knows else. what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's like, I lived my life by that. Yeah. I really did. And like, thank goodness, because during the pandemic, like 
I was chilling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you might think like, oh, well, best day of my life. Man, you're chilling. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you're in a band and you're splitting things yeah, with yeah, a lot yeah. of people, with bandmates. And so it's like, it's like, we're not post Malone. Right. So it's like, I'm glad I saved. And I would always tell people, that. I'm like, dude, save. Yeah. Invest smart. Save. Invest. Watch that stuff. Yeah. Because you don't know when you're going to have another pandemic. Yeah. You don't Metaphorically, know Metaphorically, whatever it's going to sure, be. Sure, sure, sure. So. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, I mean, I kind of already asked you, but like, you know, you're not like, you don't sound like you're like sick of it or anything, of the song or anything, of the best it. day of my life or anything I love like it. that. Yeah. Dude. I'll tell people great. when they say, oh, what's your favorite song? Yeah. Best day of my life. Yeah. Changed my life. Like, dude. Are you kidding me? It's like, awesome. <laughs> why wouldn't it be my favorite song? Yeah, like, that's sick, best, dude. Man. You got to be stoked on that. Yeah. No, I love it, man. That's I think. Great. Right. You don't know when you're going to have another record or more success or whatever it is. So I just feel really thankful and grateful to be where I'm at. Yeah. And to be able to play music, write music, especially with my friends and like, yeah, have a good time and do what I love and my passion and my dream for a living. It's like, this is it. I love it. Yeah. I'll tour all day, all day, any day, anywhere. Yeah. Don't matter to me. Yeah. I'm in, man. You love the game. I love the game. I'll write with anyone, anytime, oh. any style. I love it, man. I'm in. Yeah. What are you, uh, what are you excited about right now? You said, you said earlier, y'all making a new record. Yeah. You know, we're, so we're trying to release, like you see, like the folk and country releasing right now. Okay. So we're really trying to do like 40 songs next year. Wow. At least. Holy right. Like in that, I know like, I know like Zach Bryan's doing more. Yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. playing stadiums, so yeah, he can. He can. <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to do our version of that. Yeah. So, you know, we just dropped a cover song the other day. We're going to release two Christmas songs before this year's even over. Yeah. We have our fifth album done. Okay. Ready to go. We're going to start promoting that in January. Yeah. At the end of the month, we're going to go in and do a six album. Wow. I'm going to try to finish a solo album by the end of this year. Okay. And at that point we have a live album that we're, I'm in town. My band actually lives here. Yeah. Um, so we're doing like a live album over the next couple of days here. Okay. And at that point that'll be, you know, over yeah. 30. Yeah. It's pretty, and so, pretty good. Yeah. Again, it's like, you know, I'm in, I like it. Yeah. I'm down. I'm aware of the scene changing. I'm aware of where music is now and maybe where it's going. Yeah. And I want to compete. Dude. So it's like, I love it. We're, if we're independent right now. Yeah. So for us to just be doing distro deals, we've now seen just off of one independent 10 song album, mm -hmm. we've seen the, the streaming royalties come in. Yeah. And we go, okay, well if this, which didn't have an epic hit on it, right. Brought an X amount. What if we, rather than 10 songs, what if we have 50 songs? Mm -hmm. What will that be, right? That should, hopefully it'll be five times. Yeah. And then you're getting into like some real numbers. And then if you have a hit on top of that, it's like... It's gravy and... Yeah, it's game over. Yeah. So I think it's just like... And I hope it's quality content. Yeah. I really like the music. Yeah. It's really good. We've always been a band that we like to think we are aware. Mm -hmm. We are aware of what we are. Yeah. Where we fall what we're good at and what people like about us and staying true to that. Yeah. So 
I'm stoked on the music, man. And I love that. Getting dude. back out on the road and just keep writing. Yeah. Um, all right. Last last question here. Do you if do you have any uh, any advice to to young gun just getting started on their journey? What would you What would you tell them? I mean, I have a lot of I have a lot of. All right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, young gun, let me tell yeah. you one thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's like when I came up, it was a different time. Yeah. But like I was saying, I like to be aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, so put out everything you can. Mm-hmm. Um, write with everyone. Try different styles. You know, try everything. Say yeah. yes to everything. Yeah. Really, because if I cannot stress it enough, if we would have thought that American Authors was one thing, we would not be the band that we are today. Yeah. And I can only assume it would have been for the worse, Mm. right? Like, I can't say like, if we didn't write Best Day, we would have had another hit on our own. It's like, I can't say that. Yeah. So it's like, be open, be open to writing with new people, writing different styles and trying new things, maybe outside of your comfort zone, yeah. playing any show, yeah. going out, meeting people. You never know when you're going to meet someone or collaborate and, you know, post TikToks, post reels, try yeah. different things. Just see what happens. A song doesn't do any good in your inbox anymore. No. So it's like, put it out, put it out. Yeah. I talked to my friends who are grinding and just starting out now. And I'm like, how are you building yourself? And they're like, dude, I release 15 songs a year. Right one at least one a month yeah and they're like i see growth yep and it's like sick there's no that's not a secret right it's like post the tiktok yeah oh that's cringe okay no one cares <laughs> no one cares put it out do it yeah you know i had somebody comment on one of my tiktoks the other day, the other day they were like man i love your music but like this video is cringe and i was like okay yeah awesome well it has it has 50,000 views. Sounds and awesome. Like a bunch of people went and streamed the song. So like, what do I care? Yeah. You know, I mean, I love that. I'd love to not be, <laughs> I'd love to be the coolest dude ever, but it's like, I'm trying to, yeah, but I think you are I'm trying cool to make dude. it happen. You, you are know? a cool dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. I've listened to your music. It's Thanks. good. Thanks dude. I appreciate you know, that. Another thing too, that I will say, and I get it fine. Like, okay, well, Zach, you have a blue check mark, it's like, <laughs> but it's like, I'll use this scenario even as an example. Yeah. Because again, I'm not post Malone. Yeah. I freaking wish I was. Me too, man. Yeah, right? Be sick. I hit you up. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan of this podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, I like this. I like what they talk about. I like the scene. Yeah. I like the content. I want to be on that show. So I messaged y'all. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm a fan. And thank goodness you guys messaged back. And now we're here doing this. Yeah. But that's, I would tell anyone to do that. Yeah, reach out. Reach out. Find something you like. Oh, like, I... I think I could fit into this. I want to fit into this. Yeah. Because what's the worst that can happen? They don't respond or someone says, no, like I'm cool on that for now. Yeah. I tell my friends when people are like, oh, I wrote a song for you. I'm like, please send it to me. Yeah. I want to hear any and all songs. We do all of our writing ourselves. Mm-hmm. But dude. You never know. You might have an incredible song that like could work really well for me or them or whoever. And it's like, yeah. I want to hear that. I would never say no to that. Yeah. So it's like, reach out to people dude that's great advice that's trying great. yeah no that's good <laughs> uh dude zach thank you for being here man hey thank you so yeah. much all right that's it that's the pod see you later thanks everybody for listening keep rating keep reviewing 
keep subscribing. We love you. Talk to you soon. Bye.